0: And welcome to the Mancunian Candidates. With me, Mike Royce, and and me over this side of the corner, uh, Paul Ripley. Well, did you watch it last night, Boris
1: Johnson versus Jeremy Corbyn? Uh, it's quite, well, it's quite entertaining. I was glued to it. Really, it's, um, it sped past the hour. Went woof, and it was gone. Um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what's happening right now in the states because it's all falling apart. I think for Mr. Trump. All falling apart. Oh, God, yeah. But let's start off about Boris Johnson. I've got a good clip to play here. Um, the best bits, of, yeah, you would call it, of um, Boris and Jeremy last night.
2: Boris Johnson voted twice against Theresa May's deal, one time for it, then proposed his own deal, which is actually even worse than Theresa May's deal. He cannot protect jobs in this country on that basis. We don't know on which side Mr. Corbyn would campaign. I've made the position clear, we will have a referendum, we will have negotiations, negotiation and we will abide by that result. What we know of what Mr. Johnson has done is a series of secret meetings with the United States. That's what happened to these meetings. Every single line of this document redacted out. Full market access for US products to our National Health Service. You're going to sell our National Health Service out to the United States and Good Farmer. Our NHS will never be
3: for sale. What could be more ruinous for the NHS than a crackpot plan for a four-day week which would add massively would add massively okay, okay, to the, for the, the burdens not just Thank of you. the NHS, Jeremy Corbyn and the Labour Party, uh, be in no doubt about it, in order to secure power and the keys to number 10, are going to do a deal, and they probably already have done a deal, with Nicola Sturgeon and the SNP.
2: Oh, I, just, ah, I, think I think I ought to be able to reply to this nonsense. Will you we, be able to Johnson, that i just this like, this is this is, like Nonsense, I to have the it. idea that there's going to be a coalition between Labour and the SNP. There's not going to be a coalition between oh, right. Labour and anybody else. Does the truth matter in this election?
3: I think it does. And I, I think it's very important. <laughs> I think well it's very important to hear from... I've been very clear. Look at what I have said I'm going to do as a politician and look what I've I've delivered, whether
2: it was as Mayor of London or uh, now as Prime Minister. His proposal for 40 new hospitals, which he grandly announced in July, turns out to be six reconfigurations.
3: Yes, it is true that we are starting uh, with six, but the seed funding has gone in. So where did the 40 come from? 40 new hospitals and the investment investment is going in now.
0: Have you found a magic money tree, Mr Johnson, and have you
3: found perhaps more than one of them, Mr Corbyn? <laughs> no,
2: we're, we are, we're operating a money forest he's got. We are, we're a society of billionaires and the very poor, neither of which are right.
3: There are many people, and many politicians indeed, that feel that the nastiness of political debate in this country has simply got out of control. Come Shake on. hands to make Come a pledge on. to improve politics. And a gesture Look, um, I, Thank I, you I, very much indeed.
2: I, I think we should all learn to be a little more, um, a little more kind to each other, including those we disagree with. What present would you leave under the Christmas tree for each other this year? A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, oh. and he could <laughs> <laughs> and he can then understand how nasty Scrooge was.
3: Thank you. <laughs> uh, a copy of my, my brilliant Brexit deal. Uh, <laughs> Which allows us to non political, I, I think maybe some. Um, One of your little cardboard buses, maybe. maybe. Some, some, da- dams some dams and jabs. Lovely. Dams and, and jabs. dams and jabs. Okay, some gentlemen, jabs. thank you very much indeed for that. He doesn't even want my <laughs> dams and jabs.
1: So there we have it. Um, your thoughts, Mike.
0: Well, it's been a long time coming, really. I mean, you see him across the dispatch box, but it's not the same as when you're actually campaigning. I thought overall just on the basics, I think that Corbin came off better. I don't think either of them were spectacular. There wasn't any either There's one no that killer you punches, say. was. There, no? no, there were no, no killer punches. There was no defining moments really where you would go, Oh, that's that seems like a leader to me and the the key things where I think Corbyn was better off was people were less likely to think that he was telling lies about everything whereas people were guffawing there when he was talking about how important the truth was when boris johnson said that the people were openly laughing and that's the problem now the the issue that it does point out though is still the issue that i said at the very very beginning and that is all this needs to be about is brexit because it's a brexit election and there's no other point there's no other point to it and labor can go on about free broadband they can go on about um all these other issues and protecting the nhs and all the rest of it people want to know where they stand on that and he he, he did say that yes we were going to have a referendum and there will be a, it'll be on the deal that's been brokered or leaving or remaining and i get that but it's not that obvious i get that but there are some people who think that who don't know that and then you've got len mccluskey um labor paymaster len mccluskey to this week categorically stating that labor is not a remain party and you can't. Yeah. You don't know what to believe. No, no. And at least Ma- Maggie no. Thatcher light is going round saying, "Yep, we want, we want to remain, and we want, you know." And 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 that's it. It's very ah. clear to see. And Boris Johnson's position's very clear to see. He's going to bulldoze that deal in. And if he can't get it through quickly, he'll he'll still carry on. He he will get that deal through by hook or by crook. If he gets a majority, he'll get it through very quickly. Although the finer points have not been um, dealt with. But what you've got to remember is it's not a deal as such. It's a a framework for withdrawal. The deal comes afterwards and that's not even been agreed yet. So I think it's um, interesting to see the two going back and forth and... um, I do think that, obviously, Jeremy Corbyn's got the moral high ground because he's talking about spending more money on some of the things that bother people. But I don't think people are listening right now. Um, according
1: to The Independent, um, Corbyn just won as well. Yeah, uh, I think that's and, a fair comment. They're re- repeating yeah. really what you said, no killer blows were made. Yeah. Uh, however, it's quite interesting. It, I mean, do these programmes... This, by the way, The Independent was voted are people who haven't made their mind up yet apparently yeah and they said on that it's 51 to
0: 49 it's that close
1: yeah does tv debates work do they work
0: yeah they do work they've always worked they started in the early Because you're cheering on one 60s. side or another. They started in the early 60s. In America, in yeah, America yeah. and In America, and the, I don't think there's any difference in any country where you do them. You get to see the person, warts and all. Now, before that, you had the debates on the radio, so you got to hear the personalities going back and forth, so there they shouldn't be much difference. Now, the difference in the 1960s was the election of JFK, because he was behind in the polls substantially behind Nixon and the performance Nixon's performance was so bad in the TV debate and they only had the the final one going into the election and people saw that he was sweating that he was acting anxious that he... You, which you wouldn't have seen if it was radio, you wouldn't have okay. seen any of those okay. those traits. And they voted in Nixon. Uh, sorry, they voted against Nixon. They voted for JFK, and JFK only won by there's three hundred and four hundred thousand votes. Yeah, which is not a lot. So it just goes to show that on that occasion, oh, it tipped that election. Now, last time, I'll tell you what it when it affected us. That first de- televised proper debate we had here made Nick Clegg really, yes, seem, really <laughs> seem electable. Good point. Really seem electable. And we know what a this... toady-faced yeah. twat he is. Now,
1: if um, if Jeremy Corbyn looked like Nick Clegg and acted like him, mm. had the same policies, mm. Labour would be romping it. after. Yeah, the I know, rums. I agree,
0: I agree. Because
1: last night, he looked like he's, the, the shadows on his face, he mm. looked like one eye was not quite right and his glasses were a bit skew with, and he came over, in, you know, in the Jeremy Corbyn way. Yeah. Now, to, to me and you, it makes no difference about that, but to other people, just see it... We're well, 17% oh, percent
0: behind in the polls. Labour are 17% behind in the polls at, after a pe- the most catastrophic period of... In Parliament, that I can remember, I think it goes down in history. The last session of Parliament has been the most catastrophic session there's been, and that's it and you've even got to the point where the the Prime Minister lies to the Queen prorogued parliament illegally knowing knowing full well that it was illegal to do so and got ordered back by the court and and this is the thing that gets me you're talking about trust like when is trust important why didn't corbyn go yes trust is important and that's why you you can trust us and and boris johnson has proven by being the only prime minister to be forced by the court's to, to, for lying to the Queen to be reprimanded by the courts and forced to reconvene Parliament. It's never happened before. Why didn't Jeremy Corbyn mention that? And I'd have been using all these or, these atrocious obvious tactics. To use. Yeah. Yeah, obvious yeah. The way that he's been using divisive language, which has led to threats against a lot of female MPs. And who then have appealed to him to cut down the rhetoric, and then he refer he he just literally with a, a swipe of his hand goes, oh, humbug. Yeah, yeah? Th- these are the things that needed to be mentioned in that debate. If you want to land, he is a vulnerable opponent. He's got a glass jaw and a lot of other glass bits. There's plenty of. Why don't Why don't you, why don't you think
1: it. he came out with them? Because they know this, don't they? Do that some sort of strategy I just, behind it. I know.
0: I don't think. I don't think they're very good at this. I don't think the Labour machine that's in place now with Jeremy Corbyn can do the job that they're supposed to do. They they can't. I mean, the the only other explanation there is is that Jeremy Corbyn doesn't really want to win. You might argue that, but I don't think so. I think he no, does want to win, and I just think he's terrible. I mean, he's terrible. Uh, his job.
1: One of the things that was clear last night, and one of the things that the um, Tories kept on at and still do, is about Jeremy sitting on the fence and not going one way or another. And they mentioned it was it nine times during you know, yeah. the, the hour about which way would you support it, which way do you, you know, are you to remain? I do on support, leave, yeah. and he wouldn't answer it. Now, do you think that's? And he's coming back really with, and he, the way he said it as well was quite disappointing as well. He, instead of saying, "I am here to help uh, empower people, so people, people votes and people decisions yeah. that matter, not mine." That's the important thing—the mm-hmm. people I represent. Yeah. But he he sort of wouldn't answer that way, and it's oh, all bit. Well, well, three months of referendum, and he sort of went round the hills and, and the byways and. Yeah. the... The mountains to say mm-hmm. we'll have another another vote, and I found that quite weird. And mm-hmm. that, I mean, I, my daughter was at my house last night. She mm-hmm. watched it, and she was saying, "Well, why won't you answer? I like to know what be where people stand." Mm-hmm. And I think it's backfiring against people who may be on the edge of
0: may vote it's away, been but may not. backfiring for two years now. Well, that it, tactic is working. tell you what. Everybody's into into a surprise here. Let me let me tell you if. These polls are right. Labour will get the lowest number of MPs it's had since its formation it will be routed it will be finished as the second political party in this country it will have under 180 seats it will not be able to influence anything in the upcoming parliament it will just be a party that's right. involved in certain negotiations Which brings no, it, to it will this be question.
1: This question they then.
0: think it's going to be a rerun of the last election yeah. I know a lot of people that think that well the polls were wrong then and they well, went no Oh, you had a dementia
1: tax me th- Let me throw this at you as well. Uh, I'm talking about my family. It's all the family things. That's the way you, you, know, you, you pick up things. My, uh, my uh, lad, he works in the highways department. A lot of people there uh, vote Tory, and they said, not this year, voting yeah. Labour. He made yeah. a bit of a dick, but I voting for him rather than Boris. Yeah. So there is an anti-Boris feeling amongst uh, traditional Tory voters.
0: Well it can't be that far out the 17% if you're right maybe it's a percent or two out and there are some people who harbour resentment for Boris but the, the polls at the moment are all very consistent on 17% lead against Labour and if that's the case, Labour are game over and I do not believe there's going to be this swing back because they give him the benefit of the doubt last time and they I think there were hope people were voting and they were hoping by against hope that they'd be the larger party maybe in a hung parliament and some people who maybe didn't trust Corbyn were happy to vote hoping that maybe them and the Lib Dems would get together but that didn't happen so what you've got is People, they, they understand how bad the, the consequences are going to be. And I think that this time, they're not going... They're, I don't think it's going to happen. I just think okay. this time that it, unless something radical happens in the next two weeks, we've got a massive problem. Right. Yeah. I, I want to put
1: you to the test now. On the, well, on the night of the election, the Mancunian candidates will be doing a full all-night Live show, I'm bringing you the, f- of the news hopefully faster than anybody else. Uh, so please join us. However, um, today's date is the 20th of November. Give me a prediction now, I'm gonna write it down on the board and we'll come back to it over the weeks. See what changes to the night. Your prediction, Mike Royce. Lay, Labor- you say conservatives win by how I many seats?
0: Conservatives are gonna win, I think mean, they'll have a majority. I think that Labour will have 190 seats. I'm not sure about the Lib Dems. I, I actually think they're going to do okay. I think they're going to get about 35 seats. But I can't predict the Tory, the the Tory, Tory party seats will because make a difference. I think the Brexit party are going to be in the mix there. I don't think they're going to win that many seats. I think they're going to bleed away from the other parties but it's that makes it very difficult to predict it could be that the Tories don't get as many seats as as they'd like but they, I do think they're going to get a majority
1: sorry about that I was just over the board <laughs> writing it down
0: uh, a, that's it. roughly it if going off what happens well, no, now
1: yeah 20th of November. Yeah. 20th of November, it's on the wall. Yeah. We may change over the next couple of weeks. There's only a couple of weeks left to go, though. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll go back to what I
0: said. I, pr- I said this at the very beginning, when this this general election was announced. This general election is not in the best interests of, of the Labour Party. It's no. it's literally not benefiting any b- one other than Boris. And the problem that I said was... It's Brexit. It's a Brexit election. You have to go in clear. You have to say, this is what I stand for, and you have to do that. And he, all that he's doing is going on about free broadband, NHS, all these other things that are all wonderful. And in any other election year, something like that free broadband, something like the promises of the uh, education and the uh, the NHS... Mm. Levels being sustained and improved upon. All of this would have been important any other year. This is not a normal general election. Yes, I think, I think, I think that the Lib Dems definitely understand that this is not a, de- a a normal election, and they're going for it. The Brexit Party, they they've created this election, so they certainly know it. The Tories oh my god they know it they not only know it's not a normal election they're banking on it not being a normal election and Dominic Cummings has planned this with Boris Johnson and they know exactly what they're doing Labour are are still
1: still using it and used it last night Boris Johnson take back control yeah, I They're know. Still They're using still it.
0: using it. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's nonsense. You've never lost it. Nobody's lost control. Nobody ever you never They were this fallacy of sovereignty that I've been talking about on this show for years now. It doesn't exist. You can't be a sovereign state anymore because it's a 24-hour international <clears throat> financial culture that that dictates your interest rates because you can't differ that much from what's going on in the other major players because if you do the money will flow to them so you have to be very similar in interest rates very similar in in loans very similar in the way you're investing very similar in employment rights otherwise the best talent you've got will work abroad this is why it's not, you don't have sovereignty. We can't get sovereignty. It's impossible. Unless you want to roll back the clock 150 years, get rid of aeroplanes, and make the world a very small, insular place again, you aren't ever going to get it back. Um,
1: okay. So there, there's the uh, thoughts on it. Um, I, I, we'll come back to the, the um, debate last night. Um, and We'd love your thoughts on it as well. Let us know uh, if you email to studio at fabradiointernational.com. We'll talk about it next week because this is a pre-record and slightly
0: earlier before our 10 o'clock show. Can I do a segue from a question that was asked? Absolutely. Well, you see, there was a a, a little awkward moment when uh, asked about the royal family. Do do they need to? I was
1: about to talk about
0: that. Yeah. Do they want to? uh, What was the question? Do you want to reform? Uh, Do you think the royal family needs to be changed in any way? And the. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn's answer was quite amusing, actually. He, he just said it could do with some improvement, but that was an understatement. <coughs> the uh, the uh, And he said, it's sacrosanct, it's above all scrutiny, didn't it, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. And um, we're obviously talking about the debacle with Prince Andrew, who did... Another the, TV show. Yeah, he did... the. He, I don't know who... Apparently his mother signed off on it and the Queen doesn't do many stupid things and I I can't understand who advised her to advise him because she'll have talked to people before she said yes to that. I don't know what he was thinking of. How do you think he came across? I think he came across dreadful. I think he came across as a clueless... entitled twat that uh, and you know i'm a i'm a monarchist yeah. i'm a left-wing socialist monarchist which is weird yeah but the uh but i i think he came i am he came across terribly you couldn't have possibly done yourself more damage than he did that night he, ca- he basically said in no other in if i'm gonna boil down i can't believe do a
1: photoshop though
0: it had, may not be my hand it's madness that, that blown, madness. i've looked at it i've looked very carefully away. at that and it isn't photoshopped yeah. at all and i know what i'm talking yeah. about the the other um this crux of what he said if you had to boil it down into a nutshell is um i i, I i'm sorry it's a, it's a bit unfortunate what i've done but you've got to understand i had to hang around with him because he had money could pay for me to do stuff and introduce me to people wow 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 i mean wow. we're talking wow. about sexual slavery here we're not just talking about a a little bit of uh, of naughty salacious carry on this isn't the hellfire club this is underage sex with enslaved children it's demonic and the weirdest thing is i was years and years ago i was uh, i actually knew shalane maxwell who's ended up dragged into this and i thought she was a really nice person and i met her on two occasions and she did have a young girl with her and it, me being naive i just thought that well this not that weird to see a 40 year old quite attractive looking um lipstick lesbian with a younger girl mm. As, i mean that you see that 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 does happen but they it wasn't weird but no now in hindsight i'm wondering how long all this crap has actually been going on and, you know, that's the daughter of Robert Maxwell. This is the sort of thing where you have Epstein, you've got her, and then you've got Prince Andrew. Well, Prince Andrew got a lot of his money capped when the civil list was really pulled back. So what you've done there is you've got a guy who can't afford to live a normal life. You've got a guy who, who needs to be kept away from society because he's he's you know rich and entitled and basically he'll get mobbed or stabbed by some nutcase. So... I think, at a certain degree, you've got to have some money on the civil list keeping him out of the way, but the problem is it wasn't enough to live that sort of royal lifestyle, and I think that he's just been hobnobbing with a bunch of people who were paying for everything because they had the advantage of having a Prince of the Realm that did them a lot of favours and opened doors for them. I think this is this is what it is. Do I yeah. think he's had sex with underage girls? I think he had sex with that girl that's in the photograph. <laughs> I, that's just my opinion. What was his nickname, Randy Andy? Yeah, that's it. And he and, and at the time he was dating Co Stark, who was an ex pornographic, pornographic actress in 1976. Um, I think he started seeing her 77. Anyway, it came out around about late 70s, and she was actually breaking out of being a porn star and she just got a role in star wars she was in star wars q star but they cut they cut a role she was one of luke's mates uh, who who he was there was a scene with him chatting with his mates before he left and leave Tatooine with obi-wan kenobi and um they cut her scene out and he was he was yeah and everyone was going this is not right can you imagine that kick off now my god you can get away with anything they were actually kicking off because he was dating a former porn star and this is this is it. He's always had a predilection for that. He was very much the playboy of that family. Now, the 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 other thing that to come out of it, I don't know if you know that there was some for highly amused his defence that. It couldn't have been me, I was at Pizza Express. Yeah. Um, has become the stuff of <coughs> legends. Yeah. And also, while well, she described me as sweating and famously people That's know that un- I wonderful, I, I, that. I don't I don't sweat I don't because sweat. I had an overdo- I had an overload of adrenaline due to my service with being shot at in yeah. the uh, in the was it the Navy. A- and he said, "Oh, uh, or was it the RAF? I can't remember now. And he said it, when I was doing my duty to the country so he's again he's pinning medals on himself yeah. and he, he said that he stopped sweating so you've had people uh, you've, so there were loads of reviews turning up on, on uh, TripAdvisor for this for this particular branch in Woking of, yeah. of Pizza Express and they were saying stuff like um, oh yes I, I love this place it's, it's the most memorable place I've ever eaten it's a shame about uh, how, how warm it was everyone in there was was sweating except for one person in the corner and, and there were variations worse. on that till they actually have they've, you know they've stopped accepting reviews now they? they've actually just got yeah, rid yeah. of them they've shut down reviews so poor old Pizza Express in Woking you, you Obvious, can't review it anymore
1: you know the, the cost of um, oh, looking sure. after the likes of Randy Andy he and uh, his brother and uh, his sisters is it worth it
0: well, you know my views on it.
1: I know I do. But, but yeah, I don't agree with your wrong, views. Well,
0: you're wrong on You so don't know what my views are. Because you, do, you don't have the figures. You don't have the figures on the Should it not be economy. like the monarchy in Sweden? No. Why not? Because it's too part it's a bigger part of our national identity. That's why.
1: Your national identity?
0: No, the the identity Perhaps. of this country abroad is it's the first the queen. Thing. You mentioned the, they mentioned the queen right, before if anything. He was anybody. King. If and-
1: anybody. <laughs> Andrew became king by some weird Oh
0: god god. How can he represent us? Well, I'd be less bothered about him. I'd be more right. worried about Edward. Because he's a frigging lunatic. Right, but, so th- look, it's not. Uh, I'm. I'm only going off. I'm just talking about the Queen. She's the best public that's servant different. we've ever. That's had. different. Well, you can't blame it. What are you? Are you no, responsible arguing, for what your kids I'm, have done? I'm not
1: arguing. about... Well, I'm not that.
0: responsible for what my kids have done. And no, 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 no. There's been plenty of yeah. things I could. But the uh, Queen. So, be therefore, when the Queen
1: finally retires from her yeah. role,
0: um, should that be it? No. No, not at all, no, because there's some people who are trained that you've got to remember the main one... To the level we're talking about. No, they get trained to the, the highest level, the person who's directly in line with the throne. They don't do the a the good front. job of it, do they? They've all done a fine... training find, going on. Well, out. who's, who's letting everybody down? Besides the Queen, I'm not talking about the Queen. Well, well, you can't because... Who's letting one down? You can't... Do you want me to go through it? Well... Toe-sucking? Well, the next one, the next one... Toe-sucking incidents? You're talking about um, Prince William He's what's he well, Charles is the next one, surely. Well Charles, yeah, but yeah. D- it's unlikely that he's gonna live to be king now.
1: What, his mother gonna I think his
0: him? mother will live quite a bit longer and I don't I think he may not get to be king. I think it may go straight to William. I think Charles might not live that long, I don't know. You don't know, do you? They, they, whatever they but they, he won't be they, king well, long. Whatever
1: diet they're on, they seem to last a long time. Well listen,
0: he, he did, right. Prince Charles, what's he done wrong? and I'll bat it back at you. Go on.
1: I'm not saying anything. Go on, go on. Chris Charles, no. I'm saying nothing. Besides besides murdering his wife, perhaps.
0: Murdering his wife. Perhaps. Well, you, you. Do, oh, I didn't know we were running one of them shows. No, until oh, ba- we get Alex Jones on the phone. And, and <laughs> uh, oh, we can't get oh, Roger Stone anymore, so, so, can so, we? Because so he's, he's getting ready to she do was some she's bird. About
1: to marry a Muslim and suddenly she dies.
0: Oh, in, give me a break! Give uh, me a break! She was being chased, uh, chased down the bloody road by paparazzi, yeah. uh, and she was an attention-seeking bloody trollop that, that wandered round the world she'd take whatever attention seeking off, off she a, would a guy take <laughs> cock off anybody that had money uh, uh, there's a phrase that's nonsense yes it is utter, do you want to run through them all do you want to run through them all all the people that she was sleeping with you got uh, one you? Another, was it you another, was you, another, was you another, one of the people no no all I right. didn't have Just no Prince Charles married her for the reason of being
1: a baby machine that's the truth, isn't it?
0: That she, he was forced a baby to marry machine. her. He, he baby was machine. encouraged well, massively. Someone young. It's still not, linked to the royal blood. He wasn't even introduced to her.
1: I'm saying that the, 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 forces, it behind was, the forces behind the forces behind the
0: scene that was almost an arranged marriage. And yeah, I agree it. with you. Absolutely. You know that because she was a baby And machine. he was mi- he was miserable with her. He yeah. didn't love her. No, and he. Loved somebody, else with and he never stopped, but she was married. So you're saying he's no, he a great got example. Her. I think he he's got a, a great,
1: after ex- that, no, he was before, quite clearly. Yeah. You obviously don't follow the news.
0: Oh, um, I, I do, um, j- I actually read it. Uh, well, I don't just I'm read the headline I'm surprised by a bit,
1: uh, you know, uh, probably wrong papers. So, yeah. uh, however, um, you get to uh, he's next up as king, and you think yeah. that's okay.
0: Solid, what's solid, okay solid to, person. To, to divorce your wife and end up with somebody else yeah. yeah yeah. no I don't, I don't think getting divorced okay. I think in the 21st century if you think that being in an unhappy marriage and getting divorced and, and marrying That's... your childhood sweetheart is a crime didn't grieve long didn't I it? think there's a lot of people hmm? what do you mean didn't grieve long he didn't, it didn't love long. her he didn't love her. He, he was upset so probably if, big more because a, of the upset of the children. If, I think he looked gutted at the time, but no, he didn't love her. So why would he grieve for somebody he didn't love?
1: If he was going to be a person of substance, you think he would have gone up, you know, all this training he's had.
0: Yeah. Why did he go down and push down this road? Push down what road? I marry somebody he didn't love. Because the institution of the, of the monarchy sort of pushed him into yeah, it. Yeah, council nothing. Not really. They were probably hoping it would work out and he'd start to love her, but he didn't, did he? He clearly didn't. But that's it. He was miserable. Diana was miserable. They got divorced. why Why is that his fault? It's not it's his just, fault, is it? Maybe she should have been nicer. She wasn't great. She was a nightmare to live with, throwing herself down the stairs, trying to commit suicide in Buckingham Palace, um, go, having an affair with James Hewitt. So do, don't paint her to be some sort of martyr. If, she's, if, she's, if, she's you, a, you're she's, putting words she's in a, my mouth now.
1: I never she, said a word about her being she's
0: a, a... She was a selfish, self-centred, aggrandising woman that would take dick off anybody who had money there you go in your opinion that's what that's what happened, that's but, lo- what happened. but loved by the nation d- d- uh, loved by morons who, the who then who then went through a mourning period for someone who they had no idea who they were no idea uh, her performance in the in the panorama interview was absolutely disgraceful Right, I
1: think it's time for a break. Um, we're gonna
0: so you shouldn't uh, get me I, 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 on this. She's uh, a nightmare. Because I'm but... so
1: wound up by... Um, oh, yeah. uh Mike's, well, don't uh, bring her up, today. then.
0: Don't bring her up. You, well, want, you, you, you don't want the you truth, you do you up this, the, 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 the idea don't that
1: the should survive forever. I don't. I'm just saying the people I involved, think, think, after, the Queen, after the Queen, after the Queen, not because I think the Queen's done a great job, after the Queen are very...
0: And you've got gotcha. and with Charles, you've got people, you've got somebody gotcha. who actually cares about the environment and goes around actually speaking his yes, mind, which is well, more which than is a monarch normally fantastic does.
1: Fantastic idea, but bring it down a bit. It doesn't need all this money to do this, does it? it doesn't what need money? All this money?
0: Well, he's got to live somewhere, hasn't he? And he's got how to much be money have they got in the bank account? Secret how service? much money have they got That's in the it's bank it's account? Doesn't need Doesn't need money? our money? It's not about that. Oh, it's not about money. Well, they don't take it with our friends. They don't. Take our it friend with them, Mr. Wilson, uh, it gets passed on to the next generation.
1: Our friend Mr. Wilson, uh, um, a joint mm. friend, uh, goes on tour tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and um, so we'll sort of play one of his records. is recorded by our guys here. Uh, this track's called Violent End. We'll be back talking about America. What mm.
4: does the view look like from there? The pace of.
1: That's a wonderful uh, Stephen Wilson, Jr. I'd like to say he's on tour with... Um, oh, I can't remember who's on tour with, but he's, uh, he's in Brighton, Exeter, everywhere. Uh, just go on um, the usual Google and you'll find him. Well worth going to see. Right. America. America, America. Well, today is day... Day three, is it? Yeah. Day three of the impeachment uh, hearings. Ah, uh, it's been quite a day,
0: but it's good. They're going through the weekend and they're going into the night. It's incredible. Ah, uh, we've got a few clips played, but let's. Well, this show is
1: recorded at between four and five o'clock on a Wednesday. It goes out as we know it's ten o'clock at night. tonight and it goes out on podcast at about six o'clock. So, the, the information is breaking all the time, but this really is Sunderland's main. Mm, thrust shall we say of, of what he's got yeah. to say regarding um, his it is quite history. a thrust
5: on ukraine matters at the express direction of the president of the united states we did not want to work with mr giuliani simply put we were playing the hand we were dealt we all understood that if we refused to work with mr giuliani we would lose a very important opportunity to cement relations between the United States and Ukraine. So we followed the president's orders. Second, although we disagreed with the need to involve Mr. Giuliani, at the time we did not believe that his role was improper as I previously testified, if I had known of all of Mr. Giuliani's dealings or his associations with individuals, some of whom are now under criminal indictment, I personally would not have acquiesced to his participation. Still, given what we knew at the time, what we were asked to do did not appear to be wrong. Third, let me say Precisely because we did not think that we were engaging in improper behavior, we made every effort to ensure that the relevant decision makers at the National Security Council and the State Department knew the important details of our efforts. The suggestion that we were engaged in some irregular or rogue diplomacy is absolutely false. I have now identified certain State Department emails and messages that provide contemporaneous support for my view. These emails show that the leadership of the State Department, the National Security Council, and the White House were all informed about the Ukraine efforts from May 23, 2019, until the security aid was released on September 11th, 2019. I will quote from some of those messages with you shortly. Fourth, as I testified previously, as I testified previously, Mr. Giuliani's requests were a quid pro quo for arranging a White House visit for President Zelensky. Mr. Giuliani demanded that Ukraine make a public statement announcing the investigations of the 2016 election DNC server and Burisma. Mr. Giuliani was expressing the desires of the President of the United States, and we knew these investigations were important to the President. Fifth, in July and August of 2019, we learned that the White House had also suspended security aid to Ukraine. I was adamantly opposed to any suspension of aid. I was adamantly adamantly opposed to any suspension of aid, as the Ukrainians needed those funds to fight against Russian aggression. I tried diligently to ask why the aid was suspended, but I never received a clear answer. Still haven't to this day. In the absence of any credible explanation for the suspension of aid, I later came to believe that the resumption of security aid would not occur until there was a public statement from Ukraine committing to the investigations of the 2016 elections and Burisma, as Mr. Giuliani had demanded. I shared concerns of the potential quid pro quo regarding the security aid with Senator Ron Johnson. And I also shared my concerns with the Ukrainians. Finally, at all times, I was acting in good faith. I was acting in good faith. As a presidential appointee, I followed the directions of the president. We worked with Mr. Giuliani because the president directed us to do so. We had no desire to set any conditions. We had no desire to set any conditions on the Ukrainians. Indeed, my own personal view, which I shared repeatedly with others, was that the White House and security security assistance should have proceeded without preconditions of any kind.
1: And it goes on, but that sort of wraps up, really. Ladies and
0: gentlemen. Thank you for playing. Um, what more do you need than that that it's incredible that probably tonight, wrapping up the Republicans will have another outburst calling it a show trial, a, um, a farage a, a, a complete um, sham. Uh, they'll 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 still do that, and it's incredible to me that they're able to do that with a straight face. Jim Jordan will still do that tonight, and yet this is it. How many more of these people do you need? You know, you had Yanovich; uh, uh, she was very, very, very persuasive as a witness two days ago, and she said that she was. And and during the course of her testimony, Trump went and, and started tweeting and abusing her and threatening her. Well, while she was actually giving testimony, it's it, it. This is an unbelievable time that we're living in. Where if you knew it was all going to work its way out and it was all going to be safe, you could re- watch it. It's get the popcorn out and enjoy it and be part of watching history unfold. But the problem is, there is a very we very real. We are living real...
1: in a different world, aren't we now? Yeah,
0: we are. Yeah. The, the, you are dealing with a situation where Russia is emboldened again. They want. They've got aspirations. They've got land grabbing aspirations right now. They want to roll into the Ukraine and absorb it back into there. You've got a guy Putin. He wants and the, the Russians, former Soviet like this, Union back together again. The
5: Russians
1: want us out of the EU as well. By the way, yeah, I know they
0: do. Yeah, of course they do. It weakens. It weakens the EU and it weakens us. They, they, they're we're stronger together with Europe. We're stronger in, in that union, and they know it. And this is the problem. And then you've got him withholding that aid. Well what if if he'd have continued to withhold that aid? And can I say that when the whistleblower came forward, the aid was released two days later. So that's only that whistleblower might have stopped an invasion of the Ukraine. Because the Russians, if they they hadn't have had the money to continue to fight because they, they they could have just rolled into Ukraine and what are we gonna do then? Have a war over it, World War three. Does NATO get involved? Are there nukes involved? Would you involved?
1: trust Trump? Would you trust him? Be... You,
0: you can't trust oh. him. You can't trust him. And I think the, the whole point of this is this he was always going to get himself impeached from the minute that he won the election. In fact, I'd argue even before he won the election, it was a foregone conclusion that if he got the job of president that it would end like this. Because this is who he is. He is dishonest. He's Career dishonest and that's that's the the difference. He's not just some guy who's taking a chance here. This is not this isolated incident. All the way through his business life, this is how he'll have conducted business. He will have had fixers and lawyers that he'll go, I want to buy that company, put some pressure on it, do it. You've seen what he did over buying a farmhouse um in, in Scotland. Now he terrorised yeah, an individual. Yeah. All the way through his life, he has terrorized people, threatened people. Yep, yeah, to get what he wants. And the law to him is an inconvenience that needs to be circumvented. He doesn't respect the law. He thinks that the law should not apply to him. It should apply to other people that are getting in his way. they shouldn't apply to him. And this is why he was always going to end up in right, this trouble.
1: Your mystic meg uh, I've asked it once before on the show, Mr. Meg, head on you. Uh, in January 2020, will the Republicans have a new candidate for going for presidency?
0: I don't know if they'll do will it in it?
1: time. I th- my, my thoughts are he'll resign over health problems.
0: I think that... Um They start to seed the health thing this week. And I think that's on purpose because that... Yeah, exactly. I think that they may be that option. I absolutely believe that, that today is a tipping point because that guy is... There is no hearsay now. There is no hearsay now. These are people saying, I said this to the president and we acted to stop the aid to the Ukraine unless they conducted that investigation. So it is One of the proven defences
1: no. was, uh, or should have been pushed out of thought, would be, yeah, he did it. And uh, hold your hand up, he did, did that. Um, but we don't think it's impeachable. Yeah. You know, he's we, acting for, for yeah, the you, strength you of the country.
0: You, you can, you can it, say You that. can
1: say it's naive, but yeah. we, we, we don't think it's impeachable. He did it, because you've yeah. been lo- made to look stupid now, and he must yes. realise this.
0: He started with a lie, though, and he ran with a lie, and that's it. And they, they, the, the problem with this is, it, it is if you did say that, the problem is it doesn't have to have worked. It doesn't have to have been um, got orchestrated and carried out p- properly. It just has to have been intended and mm. you've had the intention, you've proved the intent to do it and that was that's enough to be convicted. It, it, it If people are plotting to murder somebody and they get caught, yeah. they get done for murder, yeah. you know, yeah. they, that's all there is to it. They get the same sort of sentence and they, this is the problem you've got now. Now, what I think will happen is I think that I still reckon Jim Jordan tonight will still no, be going, perhaps. it's a yeah. sham, it's yeah, whatever, yeah, but, yeah. but what the difference is when Jim Jordan leaves and the Republicans all wander off and have their little chat tonight, I think that that, this will be the beginning of them having a chat of what we're going to do because this is really bad what's happened today. I think that they started to have that worry when he tweeted during the testimony on Monday. I believe that the this is this is got getting worse and worse and worse. Fact was it? It wasn't Monday, was it? It was before then. It yeah, was. I've just been watching yeah, it all weekend yeah, yeah, yeah. on the loop because this it, I'll say this on the news cycle on the MSNBC and the big news channels in America. except for Fox, of course. Her testimony's been playing on a loop all weekend. Now the whole point of this is they're trying to get the public to move from fifty yeah. percent in favour of impeachment up to the mid fifties. Once it gets to fifty six percent you're at the same level that it was when the Nixon got um three members of the Republican Party turn up in his office and go, I think you need to resign, Mr President. And that's where they're hoping to move the dial to. Now today is seismic <clears throat> It it proves beyond a doubt the quid pro quo that's gone now. There is no de- no. So you would have thought so. No. So I think it. I think the it, articles of impeachment will be issued. I reckon they're going to be issued in the first week or two weeks of December, and then I am um, the question is: is it Do you think though? the trial? Here's do you for, the trial will go ahead?
1: Which comes? Out. Is it bribery? Yeah, it's bribery. Because it's a huge the, amount of money. Yeah, the it's Democrats huge. are pushing that now, which I thought they should have done in the first place. Yeah, and you know, it's just been backfiring a little bit, though. Mm. But is it bribery?
0: It is bribery, yeah. Okay. It's because it is. He's not. Um, just because the money was agreed to be paid doesn't make it not bribery. If I ask you to do something illegal and I say I say to you, if you ask you to do anything that, that you shouldn't be doing, and I say, right, um, remember that money if I say to you I'll give you two grand yeah. and then you go alright I'll, I'll do it then well that's bribery okay. obviously clear cut now is it bribery if I said the week before you said I'm going to have trouble paying a bill um, next next week um, will you be able to help me out and I said yeah just come and get me if you can't pay it then I'll, I'll give you two grand next week if then I then in the intervening time say to you that two grand that I said I'd loan you Mm, I really need you to do me a favor unless uh, unless uh, you do me this favor i can 't give you that money. That's the same. Yeah, it's the same yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. and and that's what I mean. It, sometimes it's easy to get hooked up in the legalese and the complication of all, of of the what's going on here. But it's very straightforward. What he did, it's yeah. a ch- it's childishly simple, and that's why he's, he did That's all you need to know with him. It's never going to be complicated, is it?
1: Well, we're running out of time, but we've got a couple of clips. Oh, have we got time for it? We'll do our best. Um, the Conservative side of, of politics, or you think oh, they push the point that they're behind the side of law and order, yeah. police, the military. Uh, and yesterday, um, this happened, which cheered me up no end, really. Uh, this is the um, governor talking to uh, Chief Lieutenant Vindman.
6: And Mr Vindman, you were treated to a July 10th meeting in the White House where you heard Ambassador Sondland raise investigations, conditioning a White House meeting on that, investigations that you thought were unduly political. I believe that's how you described them. And you went to NSC Council and you reported it, right? Correct. And then later, you too were on the White House call. Am I right? You heard it with your own ears. Correct. Not secondhand, not from somebody else, not hearsay, right? Correct. You heard the president's voice on the call. I did. And you heard him raise that subject again that Ambassador Sondland had raised before about investigating the Bidens, right? I did. And I want to ask you, when you heard him say that, what was the first thought that went through your mind?
7: Frankly, I couldn't believe uh, what I was hearing. Um, it was probably an element of shock that uh, maybe in certain regards, my worst fear of how our Ukraine policy could play out uh, was playing out. And how this was likely to have uh, significant implications for U.S. national security.
6: And you went immediately and you reported it, didn't you? I did. Why?
7: Because that was my duty.
6: You still have your opening statement handy? I do. Would <laughs> you read the last paragraph for me again? Not the one, the very last one, the second to last one. Would you read that one again for me? Because I think the American public deserves to hear it again.
7: Uh, the the da- start, start. That's the one. I think my dad would appreciate this one too. Uh, <laughs> Dad, my sitting here today in the U.S. Capitol talking to our elected officials is proof that you made the right decision 40 years ago to leave the Soviet Union and come here to the United States of America in search of a better life for our family. Do not worry. I'll be fine for telling the truth.
6: You realize when you came forward out of sense of duty that you were putting yourself in direct opposition to the most powerful person in the world. Do you realize that, sir?
7: I knew I was assuming a lot of risk.
6: And I'm struck by that word, "don't war- that phrase, do not worry, you addressed to your dad. Was your dad a warrior?
7: Uh, he did serve. It was a different military, though.
6: And he would have worried if you were putting yourself up against the President of the United States. Is that right?
7: He deeply worried about it, because in his context, there was, there was the ultimate risk.
6: And why do you have confidence that you can do that and but- tell your dad not to worry?
7: Congressman, because this is America. This is the country I've served and defended, uh, that all of my brothers have served, and here, right matters. Thank you, sir. Yield back.
1: Yeah, so there we have... Uh, you okay. just heard the applause okay. trickling the replies,
0: in yeah. there. Yeah. Right That's the second time in a week that you've had... D- you don't hear in a, in these hearings nobody... It's always very emotional, very disconnected. You don't get cheers, you don't get whoops, you don't get applause. Twice in a week the yanovich there the, uh, the smashing the, lady she was yeah. she got a round of applause when she left and he got a, a round of applause at vinman and, and what a great um, what a great set of witnesses
1: yeah, yeah amazing and like i said about the republicans conservatives attacking him attacking him well they struggled they struggled because
0: they they was very petty because they would start out by going just let me thank you for your service, and then and then they'd attack him, yeah. which is like, well, you you thanked him for his service, and now are you, you really a Russian? Are yeah, you, are you, you really? That, yeah, that's Russian? It's disgusting. Oh, and they, well. he came there as a child. He's he's the American dream. That guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he came there as a child. Um, they made a life there, and he rose up to the top of the military. And he's, he's sacrificed himself. Uh, you know, he's been in the path of bullets. He got shot in Iraq. He got wounded. He's That's what I mean. The Republicans must be. Uh, do you know what? The truth of this is about the Republicans want to kill Trump. They're so angry. At what he's actually put them through. Well, he's have humiliated. Thought so,
1: and this is why I'm interested. In, hopefully, we'll talk in the next few weeks to Tom uh, over in the States, our Fox friend. Uh, and he must at least be crumbling a little bit now because what's going on with their guns. Governor as well he's quite mm. iffy in Alaska, uh, but we're out of time, Mike. We're out of time.
0: Never mind. This is always next week. Always I'm sure it'll. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be as bad.
1: <laughs> but we're going to finish off with uh, Jonathan Pye reporting. Um, he, as usual, we played him quite a few times on this show, uh, but this week is going about the election and week two. Uh, and don't forget, register to vote. Please register to vote, even if you're voting for the opposite thing. I like Just, you uh, can't vote.
0: moan about anything that happens. No, if you don't vote, you've only yourself to blame for everything that goes wrong.
1: Absolutely. Right, listen to Jonathan Pye, we'll see you next week. Uh, my name's Paul Ripley. And I'm Mike Royce.
8: Jonathan Pye on the campaign trail in Newcastle. This week was... The week that no election can do without. It's what's known as the politicians spaffing imaginary budgets up the wall week. Combine that with the NHS who can piss the highest contest, along with the who can plant the most trees week, it's been quite a spectacle. It's the say anything you can to get elected week. Uh, the week started with both parties promising to properly fund the NHS and ended with Labour promising state-funded blowjobs for the over-50s and, even more ridiculous, Boris promising that all of the Tories' Russian donors are totally legit. What, what I don't understand... ...is how anyone can think the Tories are in any way serious about properly funding the NHS. Look at the fucking state it is in, having been in the hands of the Tories for nine years. It's fucked. It's nearly dead. It's in a hospice run by Booper. It's on a life support machine with Richard Branson hovering over it with his bearded little finger poised over the off switch. A decade of Tory rule and two-thirds of the nation's health services are in debt. Waiting times are the worst they have ever been. The Red Cross recently described the NHS as being in the midst of a humanitarian crisis. The fifth largest economy in the world is leaving its citizens to die on trolleys. And not through incompetence, but through willful and ideological neglect. It was a decision. The Tories have fucked the NHS. That is a demonstrable fact. So Labour, instead of taking the fight to the Tories regarding the NHS, a fight they would easily win, easily, Labour decided to spend the week talking about closing the gender pay gap, which any economist worth their salt will tell you doesn't actually exist. And then the big policy reveal, free state-owned broadband... Really? That's it. Nationalise the internet. Of all the radical policies you could have gone with, you know, what about re-nationalising the student loans company and forgiving all student debt? Something that actually might make a real change to people's lives right fucking now. Or something bold but cheap like legalising marijuana. You know That's how you could have won this election. Don't just put talk-talk out of business, no matter how shit their customer service may be. Or, you know, if, if you want to solve the gender pay gap, which, as we all know, is actually a gender-average-lifetime-earnings gap, then how about massively extending state-funded childcare? Job done. Election won. You know, renationalise British Telecom. Come on, Labour, unless you get your fucking arse in gear, by the time you actually win a fucking election, the NHS will be dead and fucking buried. Well, yesterday the Tories revealed their campaign bus. We sent Roger along to see where the Tories...